he's the one that that helps her make it through the journey but she he's ultimately you know he's not the journey and that that's what i try to get to in my books is like there's other problems that the heroine is dealing with that are not that she has to conquer on her own so like i always try to make the main character kind of kick ass by herself at some point like like she stored up that confidence in herself where she can do the kick-ass scenes welcome to steam scenes i'm your host el greco and on this podcast i talk to my fellow romance authors about writing the naughty bets this week harper michaels joins me on the steam seat I love how vulnerable Harper was in this conversation, and I feel honored that she was so open and honest about her experience as a a writer who maybe has family that aren't terribly open to the romance genre. Spoiler alert, I refuse to tell my dad about what I'm writing. Both of us love writing headstrong women, and we also talk about reader expectations for our characters, particularly the younger ones. And yes, they do really stupid things because they're young. They're in their 20s. I was so stupid in my 20s. Plus, she talks about how, as a writer, you have to be fearless when writing, especially the more intimate moments. And she shares how she compartmentalizes that fear to write her books. I love this conversation, and I bet you will too. Before we get to the interview, let me bend your ear a minute. I am super excited that I was just made an affiliate for the self-publishing Launchpad, formerly self-publishing formula. Mark Mark Dawson has created an excellent course for novices and even intermediate writers who want to take their publishing destiny into their own hands. I've been a fan of Mark and his sidekick, James Blatch, and I credit a lot of my success with their courses. The Launchpad only opens twice a year and is now open until December 1st, so I encourage you to check it out. Everyone needs a little help on the journey. Um, I know they don't like that word, but I'm using it. And the tutorials cover things from tech stuff to how to start and run a newsletter to Amazon's back end. And things are so in depth that I often refer back to the courses again and again to refresh my memory or maybe learn something I neglected to implement on the first go around. It's lifetime access and Mark and, James, Mark and James and the team are constantly updating the materials, which is really important because so much changes so quickly in the industry, especially the back end, especially the algorithms, especially the ads, especially with new social media. There is like always new stuff being dropped into the course bundles. So I think not self-publishing launch, but um, but if you do ads for authors, which I think will probably open around the new year, um, you know, they recently put TikTok in there, you know, which is sort of about how to um, navigate TikTok. I believe that's in ads. It could be in Launchpad, um, but I believe it's in ads. But anyway, they're constantly updating the stuff, um, so which is really important because of all the changes that happen. Uh, and how rapidly they happen. And on top of it, you have access to their private Facebook group, which is wonderful for questions and camaraderie. Visit lgreco.rocks forward slash launchpad for details. That's lgreco.rocks forward slash launchpad. Added bonus, if you purchase through my links, it helps support this podcast. Now onto the interview. Harper Michaels was born and raised in South Georgia. She grew up in the real South, dirt roads and rattlesnake territory. It was nowhere near the fancy pants city of Atlanta where she lives now. 
By day, she's a healthcare worker and mama to two rambunctious little ones who love running her ragged. By night, she's an avid romance reader who enjoys naughty scenes and bad, but secretly sweet, book boyfriends. She's married to the love of her life who puts all of those book boyfriends to shame. She loves coffee, rom-coms, and anything with a happy ending. I guess that's why she writes romance. Welcome to Steam Scenes, Harper. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, Elle. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? Good. Good. So, okay. So, my gosh, I feel like I have so much to talk to you about. Um, but I guess I want to start with, you know, you work in healthcare. That's kind of mm-hmm. like the day job. How long have you been writing? Well, I've been writing forever. Now, actually publishing only, I only started Father's Day of last year. So that was what, June 20th of 2021 was my first book release. Okay. Um, okay. So that was, so that's, it's only been a year. You are quite prolific. It's only, it's only been a year. Yeah. You have a lot of titles out. Tell me, I, I, <laughs> tell yeah. me how that happened. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of readers yet, but I have a lot of titles. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to get my name out there. Um, no, I've been writing forever. So there was a lot in my brain. Uh, you know, waiting to let loose, I guess. Um, I had a lot of half-written stories. Mm. Um, But I went to Dragon Con, which in case you have, I don't know if you've ever heard of Dragon Con. I do know Dragon Con. Yes, I do. Yes. But it was, um, it's in Atlanta every year. And my husband and I try to go every year. And uh, there was a midnight, uh, basically like little, meeting of romance writers erotica writers oh my god they had they had a whole um there's like four or five of them that were uh talking to groups so they were in one of the rooms there and my husband was like you know you really want to be a romance writer this is what you want to do um i've read your writing you're good why don't we go and we can ask these writers some questions and um so it was like midnight and you know everybody's dressed as like a furry or whatever you know <laughs> so, oh. we go to, so we go to, i love cons i fucking love them. I, I do I love them i love them so much i never dress up but i absolutely love them i just like watching people but um no i went to uh the erotica panel and i met a wonderful writer her name is carol shaughnessy but she is a uh, a great writer And I ended up talking to her afterwards and she gave me the best piece of advice I've ever had, which was just finish the damn thing. Mm, So she was like, great advice. Yeah. She was (laughs) like, I said, you know, I've got all these half written things and I've never, you know, never finished anything. And I just, you know, I I know I can do it, but I I just, I just can't. She was like, it doesn't matter if it sucks. Just finish the damn thing. So we've stayed in constant contact and she actually um, edited the book for me and everything um, and helped me figure out how to get it up on Kindle because I had no clue. Um, (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, So she was a great resource. So then I started going to the Georgia Romance Writer um, meetings, basically, and that was helpful, too. And then it kind of just evolved from there where I actually, you know, got my first one out. And then once I got my first one out, I was like, this isn't so bad. 
So then I just started finishing stories. <laughs> so so you had like all of these books, but they were all in like various stages of finished on your computer? They, they were basically in various stages or like just notes that were written down. Gotcha. So they were all like, okay, I've got this idea. It sounds great. Maybe one day I'll do something with it. And then I, you know, and uh, my dad passed away in 2020 and, um, one of my things when he passed away was, you know, there was a lot of things he didn't get to do mm. or dreams he didn't get to realize. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. I've, I've got to finish this. I, I mean, yeah. I'm 40. I was 40 when I released my first book. I was like, I've got, if I want to do this, I got to do this. Yeah. So I knew not everybody would approve because I'm a, from a very traditional Southern family. So I knew that they would not approve, but it was just, this is something I had to do. Oh my God, so many questions. Okay, for <laughs> okay, so first of all, is this why you hide? Is this why you sort of don't want your like you have a, this is your pen name? You sort right. of are kind of like you know I don't want my identity known. And I assumed it was for the job, but is it because of your family or do they know? Um, so it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so yes, job wise, I don't think they'd have a problem with it, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh as far as family goes, some of them know, some of them do not know. Um I recently outed myself to my cousins. Um so that's been interesting. Um <laughs> they they're not disapproving. Um my mother has a hard time with it. She knows, but she does not like it. Um which is very funny cuz you know, one of uh, one of the things we we're talking about is how, you know, how I got started in romance genre is I used to steal her romance novels when I was little. So were they like, steamy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were all Harlequin. So, yeah, I mean, maybe not as much as what I would read or write nowadays. Well, I mean, clearly like you were like, you went to the erotica conference. So there's. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm not shy about that. But yeah, no, she. um she, I love my mother to death, but she's very old Southern style. Cursing is just, it right. hurts her ears. And she, she said she tried to make it through the first chapter of my book, but she couldn't because I said the F word too much. And uh, so she's a little, you know, okay. it, it's hard for her. It's so okay. I, yeah. I, I hide it for her too because I know how she feels about it. She's just a proper Southern lady. Yeah, I mean she's just she's not she's not your target audience. She's not my target audience. But I I love her dearly, but she's not my tar target audience, and that's okay. That's okay. It it's, is. You know, it's funny because um, my dad would have had no problem with it. He would have thought it was funny and, and really would have yeah. He would have been like. Oh, look what my daughter does, you know, but, <laughs> but my mom is just, she's definitely more traditional. Gotcha. I mean, she's always been that way. So. Well, first of all, I am so sorry about the loss of your dad. Um, mm -hmm. I lost my mom in 2018, mm -hmm. I think, or 2017. Now I can't even remember. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was, it's, oh. it's so funny how, um, you know, when something happens to a parent and it, in my case, you know, it was my mom got a diagnosis of, uh, early, like basically early onset dementia. It's a, it's yeah. called Hicks disease and it's super rare. Yeah. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. it's genetic. And I, w- mm-hmm. when she got that diagnosis, I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like, fuck's ass. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah. And then I started thinking, well, what would I regret? And I was like, oh, because, you know, you, I went to school for writing. I was, that's what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. then just got paralyzed with fear about yeah. actually, like, putting myself out there and failing. And, you know, yeah. and I finally was like, you know what? You need to just do this. Yeah. You just it's, need to do this thing. It's so hard to put yourself out there. And it, it like every comment when you first start oh, is like yeah. it's just killer. And I I still like on the daily have doubts and fears about it. But it's like you know, I mean, I don't want to get to that point, you know, with my dad, uh there were so many things he didn't get to do because he was scared. He had mm. a lot of anxiety. He yeah. he was had a lot of ton of social anxiety. Um, and so there was just a lot of things he didn't get to do. He was a really funny man, but you didn't know that unless you really knew him like I did. So it's, right. you know, like I wish more people had gotten to see that. So it's like, I wanted to get that part of myself out that I don't normally get out, you know? And uh, I was like, I, I just got to jump in because yeah. if I don't, I'm never going to do it. Well, I'm curious what 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 are you like I know like I know what I'm scared of which is like everything like I'm terrified every time I put a new book out like absolutely oh, terrified yeah, yeah. and I'm kind of curious what do you think it is that's scaring you um well I I've always been a people pleaser mm. like always so you know I was the peacemaker the people pleaser in my family so I never wanted to rock the boat yeah or you know and I feel like I'm a little you know my my books aren't like they're no 50 shades of gray but (laughs) but you know they they rock my little boat so you know it was just the loss of the uh you know uh, you, you don't have a mask to hide behind I guess so to say like you know these to me my characters are based off of some of the things some some of the really some bad things I went through and some very good things I went through. So to show that is very scary. I mean, it's just, that's really scary. Yeah. I think there's a a level whenever you write, and I don't think that people quite get this. um, There's a level of vulnerability because maybe it's not necessarily, um, Oh, I'm writing about my life. Right. Like it might not be that specific, but, but you do have to mine moments from your life in order to in like make the character journey richer so like you know if my character is experiencing loss I have to figure out what it was like when I was experiencing loss and what that means what that meant to me would my character respond the same would they respond differently like there's like, like I think there's like and I think that a lot of people like sort of look at actors and and sort of understand that that's what they're doing and that's why people always treat actors like they're very very fragile you know (laughs) and I don't and I don't think that um people really understand that that's a lot of what being a writer is too no it's a lot of putting yourself out there and um some of the stuff that I go into it is very personal and I've had people uh ask me you know did that happen to you or whatever and I'm just like I don't, I don't like to go into it too much. Maybe that's why I like hiding my identity too, because mm. it's, uh, it's, it's very personal stuff. I mean, there's one of my characters, uh, 
I mean, all my characters are between 18 and like 30, you know? Right. um, So it's that time period in my life when I was very scared of everything. Like I, I was desperately searching for love anywhere I could find it. God bless me. And I went through some horrible breakups and some, you know, got dumped by a fiance. I mean, Ooh, I was, God. it was horrible. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I use those <laughs> in my writing <laughs> so that, you know, I don't go bonkers. Um, but, uh, it's funny cause my tech just, she always says, she always said, she pushed me to write my first book. Uh, she, she's so funny. She's laughing at me now, but like she pushed, she pushed me to write my first book because I would always, they're all younger than me at work. And I would always tell them stories of like what I did in my twenties and like how crazy things got. And they're like, yeah, you need to write a book. <laughs> so, and so here you are writing a book. Yeah, yeah. Here I am writing my book. So yeah. Well, I, that is something that I wanted to talk to you about was that, um, you know, you do, you, you write very young. So it's 18. Yeah. I wasn't sure mm-hmm. how young your characters went. They never go under 18 because okay. that's just the line I don't want to cross. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a hard time in life for a girl. Uh, 18 to 20s, my 20s, I was searching for something. Mm. And it was, the 20s were tough. And so I like to go back to that time period of like just kind of graduating high school, kind of figuring out who you are, what you want, um, what you want in a guy. Oh, God, I didn't know. I wanted mysterious and sexy and uh, they all turned out to be crazy. So, you know, it's kind of figuring out who you are and what you want. So that's why I like to write that stage. Okay. I'm always very curious because mine sort of run all over, you know, from younger to, you know, older. And I'm starting to lean towards older just because I kind of like writing the characters that have that sort of wealth of experience, Um, you know, but I can see the appeal of writing Mm -hmm. younger too. And it's just, and it's sort of interesting to see reader reactions. Yeah, it is. And I, I mean, I had somebody the other day that was saying, you know, they just can't imagine, they can't write younger characters because they can't go back to that time in their lives. And Mm. I guess it's just easy for me to slip back into that. You know, I'm in a settled, happy place now. And to go back to that place, it's kind of like looking back on a journey Um, you know, and it's, it's like, how did I get here? Well, I went through all this stuff and, um, and I, you know, I want my characters to go through their own little journeys. And that's kind of, you know, by the end of the book, I mean, I love happily ever after. So, I mean, no, that's just the way it is. But (laughs) by the end of the book, I try to make it where it's a somewhat realistic happily ever after. And that, you know, there's, there's bumps, but overall, you know, they're happy just like in any marriage there are bumps Uh, right every relationship there's there are bumps nothing is perfect no no yeah it's just so funny because I think like when I write young there's always like the Amazon reviewer the god forbid goodreads review I can't even go on Mm -hmm. goodreads anymore that's sort of like you know oh my God, that person, you know, that character was so stupid. And it's like, well, she's 18. Oh, yeah. I had one review. She's going to be stupid. 
I had one review that tore me apart on a book because they said that um, the characters were just very immature and that, yes, if she had, you know, if the reader, uh, the reviewer was in her early 20s, then, yeah, she would have liked the book. And I was like, well, my characters are in their freaking early 20s. So what do you want me to do? Like, right. make a, I mean, we all do dumb things. <laughs> yes, we all do age. really dumb things. We I do mean, dumb things at 40. <laughs> we do. We do. I mean, it. you know, I'm somehow still here and kicking, but God, I've done some dumb things. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, that review kind of, it bothered me, but then I was like, well, you know, yeah, she's right. They did. They did dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have I have a review on my last book, which I think your mom probably wrote it because it was like such a pearl clutcher. <laughs> there are too many F words in this book. I'm like, lady, you picked up a rock star romance. What do you think was going to be on the page? You know, so, <laughs> but you know, but but you know, then then when you're writing older, and because you're you're not going to experience this because you you write younger, but when you're writing older, and like my older characters have been through things, and so they're a little bit tough skinned they're jaded they're they're a little hard to love right yeah um it's so funny it's because i kind of feel like you know the alpha hero is kind of and you write a great you you write the alpha hero and you know they're they're kind of given they're given a lot of forgiveness but if you write a woman who is a a little hard to to is not as likable it's like really you have to work really hard you to make sure that she's she's likable to she's not she's not forgiven as much I feel like no and that's uh and chasing you the one that that we'll talk about the scene um you know Sam is she can be kind of a bitch but she's very headstrong and I like headstrong women and yeah. and I don't think there's anything wrong with being a bitch sometimes I mean we are and it's funny because like you said a guy would not be called that it would just be oh he's being assertive he's being you know and it's but when we take charge it's a different it's a different thing and I um you know I'm I'm the boss at work but sometimes I do have that part of me that's like uh you know that southern woman that's like oh I don't want to speak up because you know then they they might think that I'm being a bitch, and mm. uh, so it's the it's the same thing, and that's why you know I say my tagline is uh, you know strong women, um, you know real, what is it real troubles, uh, you know finding love, right. uh, real struggles finding love, because these women are strong after you know as they go through these struggles, they find their way through. Um, And, and all these struggles make them stronger. And I believe that's true. You know, all the, all the shit that we go through when we're younger, it just builds us up and it, it, you know, it sucks that we have to go through it, but we, you come out a lot stronger. Right. Uh, Could I have written these books 15 years ago? No, I would have been terrified. Like I said, I've been terrified all these years to release books. That's so, okay. So I want to backtrack for a second because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think this brings up a really good point. So you've been, you said you've written like your whole life and, I, but you ended right. up in healthcare. So I'm sort uh-huh. of curious where that, like, where were, where were you writing and how come you didn't continue that through college and sort of like, you know, I mean, cause I always wrote and I ended up on a career path of journalism. So, you know, my day job does encompass a lot of writing. Oh, well, so I was, uh, when I was younger, uh, I, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. 
Uh, I grew up in a trailer in South Georgia. Uh, we did not have very much. And, um, but I was really good at school. And I, my mom would always say, you know, you're going to be a doctor. This is what you're going to do. You're going to be a doctor. And um, I, you know, I got to college and I was pre-med and I was still writing. You know, I, I've always written when I could. I'm not one of those people that like, you know, I, I write, but I don't write like every day. But I, I you know, I, I, I still was writing a lot. And um, I remember sitting uh, when I was about to go to college and the, the counselor that was going through our, you know, my courses was like, he's like, you know, you made like, you had like a poor, perfect score on your verbal and your SAT. He's like, wow. and I was like, and I was like, yeah. And he was like, and your math was good, but it wasn't like great. And I was like, yeah. He's like, are you sure that you want to go into the, and be pre-med and not do like English or something like that? And I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, that'd be great. But how am I going to make money to feed my family? Right, so, right. I was like, no, this is the way I'm going. <laughs> this is it. So I just, I, you know, kind of kind of just kept going down that path that was set out for me. And, you know, ultimately, I didn't become an MD. I became a different kind of doctor. But, um, you know, it, it's uh, it was just what I thought I had to be. And I, it, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Is it my dream job? No, I'll mm. be honest about that. Is it something I'm passionate about? Not every day. I love my patients. I love getting to talk to people from different facets of life. Um, they inspire some of my characters, to be right. honest. Right. Of course they uh, do. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, if I could go back, would I do it differently? I don't know. Maybe. But ultimately, I got here. I feel like you have like this great body of knowledge to write a really great thriller. Like I'm kind of obsessed with writing a thriller (laughs) right now. I do not know why. Um, But I kind of feel like you're about like, I'm always sort of kicking myself like, why don't I go into forensics? You know? (laughs) Like, why don't I work at the morgue? You know? (laughs) I have thought about it. I have really thought about it because there are a lot of you know, there's a lot of ways to kill people with drugs. And I yeah. thought about it and I was like, I don't, yeah, I would love to write a th- thriller. I would love it. It's just a matter of uh, sitting down and really figuring that out because I'm so used to, I, all I read is romance. So that's why that's all I write. But um, yeah, I, I would love to write a good thriller because that's, Yeah. That's amazing. So you always, so you're a romance reader first. So you always knew when you, you always knew it was going to be romance. That's, that's where, that's your genre. That's where you're going to write. It took me a minute. It took me a minute. That's why I was laughing that you went to Dragon Con because I started, when I started writing, it was urban fantasy. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I really want to go to Dragon Con. And I never made it. Um, But then I decided to transition to romance. I wanted to give like romance a try because, you know, I enjoyed it. I read it. I read that in urban fantasy. I read a lot of paranormal romance. And I was like, well, let Mm -hmm. me give romance a try. And I actually really, really enjoyed it. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, I've kind of been all over the place with it. I mean, when I started... So I started stealing mom's Harlequins when I was like 12. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, I went through a whole B.C. Andrews 
stage. Oh, remember, of course. No, if you remember VC Andrews. I sure yeah. do, yeah. Um, which is weird to think that we read that at like 13 years of age. I know, like right? I know. And you're like, why am I, I, I don't know. You can't. I know. Amazon <laughs> would not let that book be advertised on the platform. No. <laughs> it's like, no, that is such, it's like no. so taboo. And we were just like, what apps? Yeah, yeah. So, and I went through a vampire phase, werewolves, uh, paranormal. Mm-hmm. I've done paranormal. Um, and I, I, you know, I did read thrillers for a while. I read um, a lot of Stephen King back in the day. Um, everything from Stephen King. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then, but romance was just my ultimate, what I went back to. And uh, right now, like, I read at least a book or two a night. I just, I, but it's usually the short the shorter novels okay um because that's what you know i i can't go to bed without finishing a book it's really a it's a bad flaw i still I can't i i just can't sleep without it i have to go to the end i'm a slow reader <laughs> i'm a slow reader and oh, no, so I'm, yeah i'm like such a slow reader I'm horribly fast like i last year i think i read about 500 books on my kindle like whoa I yeah like whoa. i'm a horribly fast reader and it's bad because you like but then you just devour yeah. and i guess that's why i've been writing so much is because like i know how much i devour Okay. So I'm like, I want to finish the series for these people, but <laughs> yeah, because it takes me. I need like a week, like I need a week to finish a book, and that's like, and that's like me focused, like on that book. You know, sometimes I'll have like ten books going, and I'll be like, I'll go here, and then I'll go here, and then you know, I think I have a little ADD like that where I just don't really like you know zoom in and yeah. focus. But I'm also very slow, and that's actually why I sort of shied away from writing novels when I was writing Mm -hmm. I was wanted to I was like well you know you're going to be a playwright or you're going to write for film and tv and you know Mm -hmm. you're not smart enough you're not quote-unquote smart enough to actually write a novel that was sort of what I thought I still don't feel smart enough to write a novel oh oh my god you got through through like a medical program no but it's a different kind of smart you know it is it's just a totally different I mean you know I, I still, I feel like maybe if I'd gotten more education in college a little bit with, like if I had went into English, sometimes I have to think of stupid things. Like what's another synonym for lean? This person has leaned 50 times. Oh, but that's I just crutch word. words. Those are our crutch words and we all use them. You know, it's so funny, you know, working in journalism and sort of, you know, I worked in journalism for a while and then I transitioned um, to PR for 20 years. And I started working with journalists who were writing, and this was sort of like, you know, blogs had just started to come out. And I started working with journalists who were writing for these major, major publications, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and they were starting to write on their own blogs. And when I read the writing that they were putting on those blogs that didn't have an editor, and I was just like, wait, 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 you write for the New York Times? And that's when I realized it's actually the editor. Like, it's really the editor. It has a huge hand in helping shape and work through the story and also help with like identifying crutch words. I just had my last book edited. I'm just in the middle of edits on my last book right now. I just got them back and she, <laughs> my editor's like, so let's think of another word. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm back to journalism and, you know, we just had a, 
you know, a, a Slack note from from my editor, the whole editorial team had the Slack note that was like, oh, you know, we have to be careful for repeated words. I just picked this up in this, you know, and so and so story. And, you know, mm-hmm. none of us caught it on the on the pass throughs. But, you know, whatever. It was like something like I think we used vibe one too many times. But it's like, you know, every <laughs> writer has those crutch words. And for whatever reason, it's just in our head. Like I'll use odd words three times in like one page just because for whatever reason the word is in my head yeah you know it's it's funny how you do that and then you go back and you're like why the hell did I get obsessed with that word yeah because it's like it's not one of my crutch words I just got obsessed for some reason and I just kept doing it it's just suddenly that word's gonna appear five times in one page and then it'll never show up again No, and then I, I I remember Carol telling me with my first book, she was like, "You made everybody blonde. Why why the hell are all your side characters blonde?" <laughs> Go back and think. But I was like, I don't know. I I you know I I didn't think about it. So so many things Carol taught me from that first book, I've came back and like thought about because she would always you know she would always write in the side of it like, okay, we're here again. Let's let's you know let's change it up a little bit, you know? So she was very good about that. Um, which she's been writing a lot herself lately. So I haven't, I've been using different editors, but, um, I, I love the way that she would get on to me about that. Like, you know, uh, yeah, you got to change it up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the 50th time you've used this. It's not going to work. And then even, even like the, you know, the anatomy words sometimes with the, with the, cock and the you know like I uh, like I said cock in one that, paragraph like five times yeah you know what that's tough though that's really really tough is finding it's so hard finding it's new so hard. ways to write sex yeah you know and I know you're writing your writing leans a little bit more erotic that was one of the things that I was sort of noticing like yeah. you're you really do go there with the with the words you don't shy away from them it's like it's really like and i thought that that was like really really interesting but you also write bully correct like the what i w- which i kind of wasn't expecting for some reason yeah well it's only i mean i will say the bully theme is kind of well, it's not only in this book. It's in all my books. Oh. I was like, wait a minute. No, I don't do that. But yes, I do. I do. But it's not always, you know what I write a lot of, like, in Falling for You, my first book, uh, there are bullies, but there's a lot of girl bullies um, uh, that she deals are, with. Yeah. A, a lot of girl hate. Um, so I deal with girl hate in, uh, in all those books because, mainly because I dealt with it, I guess. But, you know, there... It, girls are they're not nice to each other sometimes especially at 18 19 when we're all trying to figure it out yeah but uh I wrote uh you know this chasing you uh he wasn't so much of a bully he was just going through a tough time we'll say that okay but um he kind of came out that way but uh uh, I mean, his father just died, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little pass on it a little bit. But I mean, but, isn't uh, that kind of the way it is though with people with kids that are the bullies? It's actually they're bullying because either they're being bullied at home or they yeah. have some sort of like something is going on with them that is causing them to lash out at other people because it gives them a sense of power when they really feel powerless. 
Yeah, it I, to me, there's always something behind that. And I don't think I understood that when I was younger. Oh, nobody does, uh, right? Nobody yeah. does. No, but like in my first book, um, there's a character named Marissa that's a really big bitch and a big bully to the main character. And, you know, it turns out that, you know, her mom is really verbally abusive to her at home. Mm. She's a big soap opera actress and she just got kicked off the soap opera. So she's, she's pissy, you know? And so she's really putting her, uh, the Marissa through a lot. So that's why Marissa's kind of taking it out on everybody else. And, and, you know, a, a lot of times that's what it is. There's just so, there's so much we don't know going on at home. And, right. and, you know, we never realize it until we're, we're older and, and, you know, I know that like when I was in high school and college, I didn't tell people what was going on at home. Like if there were difficulties, I wasn't yeah. going around and saying anything, you know? Right, right. So there's traits you get from that and you just don't realize it until you're older. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I, um, I do like bully romance somewhat unless it goes too far, unless it's just like, God, he's an asshole, and he's there's no recovering him from his assholeness, you know. <laughs> he's just that way. So, uh, I mean, I love. Um, there's some new adult authors that that I really love that have written some really good ones. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I was going to um, say, can you call it? It's so funny because like we're totally uh, having the conversation that I was going to have with you when I went through your scene. <laughs> Oh yeah, because you know, but it's like I'm, I'm because I don't read bully, and um, and I try, and I don't know that I've, I've tried a few times, and maybe I just haven't found the right author for me, you know, to sort of keep me engaged with the bully stuff. There's, so there's a few authors I know. I think it's Penelope Ward. Um, or Penelope Douglas. God, there's so many Penelope's. Uh, yeah, it's Penelope Douglas. Okay, because uh, I was going to say, yeah. I've read Penelope Ward stuff. She does a lot of billionaire. No, she, I like her stuff. she does billionaire. Billity, uh, it's Pe- Penelope, Pen- Penelope Douglas. Yeah, yeah I got tongue tied on that. That's Penelope okay. I, <laughs> you're doing fine. Yeah. yeah. Penelope <laughs> Douglas, she writes a lot of bully romance. And it, to me, it's very good. Um, I, I like it. Okay. Um, her characters are redeemable. Uh, they've got to be redeemable. I I've read some where it was just, God, they're so evil. They're not redeemable. And it, you know, sometimes you just can't go back from things that, you know, you read in the last chapter, (laughs) Like, like you can't suddenly make the guy a good guy. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's some good bully romances out there, but you do have to, there's that fine line between bully and just masochistic sadist because it, yeah you know because it, it's sort of fascinating but, but there are people who love that and like you know i know i know there are go, go, good whole, you know yeah because there, that it is cathartic or you know or whatever it is and i'm also sort of like slightly obsessed with mafia Romance. Oh, yeah. um, Mafia is big, yeah. Which I'm sort of like, I, I have yet to read one that I love, which is leading me to sort of like come up with, I, I kind of want to write a Mafia because I'm sort of like... You should. You should. It's, it's hard to write a good Mafia romance because you have to make the Mafia guy not be so awful <laughs> that you that you can't fall in love with him. Yeah. He's got to, you know, you still got to be able to fall in love with your with your main guy Um, right right and like how do you and how do you balance that like that's that's the trick you know like I tend towards writing 
you know, I mean, they're not really cinnamon rolls, but they're, you know, they're beta heroes. They're good guys, ultimately, yeah. um, who are, who maybe have done some like shitty things, but not yeah. so, but not irredeemably shitty, right? Like, it's right. more like, oh, I didn't really think that that was such a big deal, but I guess it is, so I won't do it again. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Like, um, like and the it, guys in real life do. Like the guys in real life, yeah. But and like my, I said I tend to go more on like that sort of women's journey. Like I really write for women. I write books about women right. for women, and I'm really not. It's almost like the love, the the romance is integral because he's helping her discover, you know, discover herself right. and find her way. No, and that's what I like too. The guy should be not the whole journey. He yeah. should just be like an offshoot of the journey. He's the guide, like, yeah, right? Like to me, guide. he's the guide. Yes. He's the one that that helps her make it through the journey. But she, he's ultimately, you know, he's not the journey. And that that's what I try to get to in my books is like there's other problems that the heroine is dealing with that are not that she has to conquer on her own. Right. So like I always try to make the main character kind of kick ass by herself at some point. Like, like she stored up that confidence in herself where she can do the kick-ass scenes. Um, and, you know, maybe that's because I have way more confidence in myself at 40 at this point in the journey than I did at, you know, 20, 25. Right. When, you know, when I had no idea what I was doing. Um, not that I'm, like, so smart now, but... <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still do a lot of dumb things on a daily basis, but you know. Oh my god! Still, but don't we all like right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I said, I still haven't figured out TikTok, so obviously yeah. I have issues. <laughs> we both are. We both are like TikTok resistant. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I, I mean, I really want to get there one day, but. Like I said, I've got a youngin right now that's here with me to explain it to me. I say youngin. She's like 28. Aren't you like 28, Jess? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I understand. Like, I understand the theory behind TikTok. I understand. Like, do, do you know what I mean? But yeah. ultimately, I'm like, I don't really, I, you know, I think I feel like when I have to go on social media and I'm not having a conversation with somebody, like, I'm great with the podcast. I can, I love talking to other authors and having these one, this one-on-one -on -one time and, like, really mm -hmm. digging deep. But like to go to on um, TikTok and like talk to my phone, like, like I'm just, like I just I'm like I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing as like I am not a selfie person. I do not like selfies. Like you will never see me just post a selfie. Like I have to have something in the photo with me, be it one of my kids, my husband, something. I just don't see the point. I just, I don't know if it's just my generation or I just don't get it. I just, I, I, I just don't post on it. So it just, it's yeah, kind of, yeah. and I don't really like myself on video. So Jess is going to be my face. I've already told her this. She's she's my face. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, we need a, we need actors to play the role of us yeah, on our TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, uh, am I gonna? Okay, I am I gonna give it away if I sort of mention the the hair? 
Uh, which hair? The, the, okay, I'm just going to say it, the wigs. I'm giving oh, it away. Oh, the wigs. The wigs. Oh, which yeah. I thought was actually a great idea because I was kind of like, there's a little bit like of an identity masking by putting wigs on. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Uh, no, I was going to put my, uh, like I bought a pink wig, a blue wig, and maybe a green one. I don't know. I bought a few different. I, I went so far as to order these things off Amazon. And then I was going to pair them with my glasses and yeah, do my TikToks. But then I just could never get up the nerve to do it. But I still, I, maybe I need to do that one day. Because I kind of think that that's on. genius. Because, like, I, I hate myself on video. I've gotten more comfortable with selfie, selfies because I can filter the fuck out of them. Um, I still can't do selfies. Where I'm just like, you know, and I know the angle and I can sort of, like, do cheat the angle and do all that and then filter. And I'm just like, okay, I feel better about that. Um, whereas my partner, like, when he takes a picture of me, I'm always like, what do you see when you look at me? Because you take the worst fucking pictures of me ever. <laughs> no, see, we're opposite. My husband loves photography and he's good at it. So anytime there there is like a photograph that needs to be taken, he's taking it. Because I hate, I, I cannot take a good picture to save my life. And it, like, even with the selfies, Jessica's teaching me how to take a proper selfie. Because she's like, you don't know how to take a selfie. And I was like, what the hell do you mean? It's just, you just take a picture of yourself. She's like, no, you have to tilt it and you have to have the, and I'm like, ah, uh, no. Yeah, it's got to be above your head. It's yeah. slimming. You look younger. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just a picture of me. Why do I need to do all this? I don't understand. But no, apparently, yes, you have to do it above your head and that's why they have the selfie sticks. Yes. So, yeah. 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 But no, I... No, Harper <laughs> Michaels will never have a selfie stick. We'll there will be no selfie sticks involved. Oh my no. God. No. no. All right. I have a question for you. So oh. since you came from that sort of traditional deep South, bless mm -hmm. your heart. We're not going to talk about sex. We're not going to use salty mm -hmm. language. We're not going to. Mm -hmm. How comfortable were you writing your first steamy scene? Um, eh, a little uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> a little. Okay. I'm not going to lie, but I read so much that at that point I was like, let's just go for it, you know? But, right. but you do have to, I will say it's like, I have to go. It is a little bit of a process. I, sometimes I skip my sex scenes until the, until I know, like, I'm going to be alone. Okay. I'm going to be, yep. you know, sitting somewhere comfortable and I can get my head straight. And, uh, you know, you don't want your kids playing in the background. It's just not a conducive environment to thinking about any of that. So, you know, and then of course, if my husband's next to me, he's gonna be like, "What you writing about? What can you can you tell me?" Like, <laughs> I hate that shit. He does that with my books. He's like, "Just read it. Tell me what you're reading." And I'm like, "Uh, uh, no, we're not going there. Like, I can't, I, I can't read it to you." So, uh, yeah, I have to. It, it's not like a whole process, but I definitely have to like be in the mood to do it like if I'm pissed off about something or I had a shitty day at work or you know I'm not gonna do it but uh there's no angry sex being like sort of typed out you know no usually not because 
I mean, I don't know. Some of my scenes are a little bit. See, it's hard for me to even think they're that steamy because I don't feel steamy when I'm writing them. It's just, it's weird when you go back and read your own writing and you're like, how did I write that? Yeah. yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, I wrote that? Yeah. Yeah. And I do that a lot. Like a lot of things I'll go back and read and I'll be like, I don't know where that came from, but something took over and there it is, you know, but, uh, yeah, my steamy scenes are a little bit like that. It's like, I don't really remember what happened in them, but I, I, I know that they got the job done. Right. So So when you, I mean, you know, sort of going back and thinking about the first one that you wrote, like were Mm -hmm. were you, you were always going to like open door. You were never close the door. You were never going to write sweet. You just knew you were going to. No, I don't like to read sweet books and not without sex yeah <laughs> I mean that's not that's not life that's not real life yeah I mean, no it is true if that you fall in love life. you have sex I mean let's not sugarcoat it it's just it's you know I mean I want my characters to be somewhat realistic and you know as much as my mom would love to think that her daughter's got married a virgin you know it's not it's not the way real life is yeah and it's so, so funny because people think that's not the way real life is like starting in like the 80s or 90s or maybe but truthfully that's not the way real life is like been. through the history of time it's it's always been that way yeah. I mean yeah I remember asking my mom because my mom was always pushing the God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. She might. But anyway, <laughs> she was she was always pushing the, you know, you don't have sex till marriage. Yeah. And um, that was really pushed on us. And um, then I remember I asked her one time if she did. Mm. And I remember she got furious at me and she would just not answer the question. And I was like, huh? I was like, you know, because this whole time it's just been pushed to me that that's just not something you do before you get married. Right. And then she, yeah, she did not want to answer that question. So, (laughs) which I totally get. I mean, I totally get. It's the same as me saying, hey, did you smoke pot in the 70s? I mean, like, yeah, you probably did. Right. But I'm not, we're not going to go there. So, (laughs) you know, you got to separate that as a as a mom and daughter. It's fine. She doesn't have to tell me about that. I don't want to think about her doing that. Yeah, we don't want to know fine. what our parents we are doing. We, we really don't. don't. No, no, no. <laughs> no, thank I, you. I came out of nowhere. I, I don't. It was <laughs> like literal. The literal stork dropped me off down the <laughs> chimney. Like, yeah, no. No, I don't. Uh. Uh-uh. So. No, so, so how did you sort of, I mean, was there like any, like a hurdle you needed to get over and how did you get over it? Or was it just about the process of just writing? Um, to write the scene scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I needed to get to the point, like I said, I, when my dad passed away is when I finally said, you know, like. Because because my dad had social so much social anxiety, he never could put himself out there. Like you know, a lot of things couldn't be said, or or he couldn't do a lot of things because he he was always so anxious. He was always so fearful, and um, I was like, I'm not gonna let the fear of something keep me from doing it. And it's like there is a, there's a lot of fear in those is putting those sex scenes out and being very intimate with your characters and and kind of going through that process. And I, you know, after he passed, I was kind of like, there's nothing 
stopping me from writing what I love to read because ultimately it's what I love to read. Right. Um, you know, it, it, you know, I love reading about love and, and, you know, sex is part of that. So it was just really the hurdle was just my own self-consciousness, you know, like just kind of like, okay, well just get over it and write it. Um, and like I said, I don't know where those scenes come from sometimes though. It's just like an alternate personality. <laughs> it, it is an alternate personality. It's a different side of me, you know? So right. it's not the one that everybody gets to see, I guess. So let's read your steamy scene. Um, okay. This is from your latest, uh, re- your April release. Um, by the mm-hmm. time this goes out, I don't know how, you know, how, if you, you might release another book. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Chasing You. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm curious, why wh- why did you pick this particular scene? Well, okay. So I thought of this scene before I knew what the book was really going to be. Um, because I had Sam in my first book. Sam is the hero one. I love to name girls, guys' names, but whatever. But anyway, so she uh, she's the hero one. And um, I've introduced... Uh, I've already introduced both of these characters and I kind of really like the idea of like, you know how you always have that unattainable crush mm-hmm. that you, you know, like in high school, I always had an unattainable crush. I was scared to death to talk to guys in high school. So Sam is how I wished I would have been in high school. And I guess that's why I like it so much is because she's just like, she just puts herself out there, you know, and she really take kind of takes charge in this scene and kind of gets the revenge that she's always wanted, which is what I've always wanted to do. Like, you know, some of those guys that never noticed me, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it'd be nice if, uh, uh, you know, if I could get back at him that way. No, but so, I mean, Bo's a sweet guy ultimately, but it's kind of her way of saying, Hey, you know, you could have had this. Well, and this is from like chapter seven, chapter eight. So this is kind Mm -hmm. of early on in the book. So it's clear that these two have had a history together. Right. And basically the history is she was, uh, I don't know if you're a band geek, but I was a band geek. So she was band geek. He was the star football player. Um, he wasn't exactly an asshole to her, except for, you know, one time. There's one time, and it gets explained later in the book why he was. Um, but she always, like, she had such a huge crush on him that it basically crushed her in high school when he, you know, said certain words to her. So this is kind of her way of, getting back at him and, and getting her own fun too. Right. Cause she gets her own fun. Oh, she does. Oh, she <laughs> yes. does. Okay. Not as well. All right. We're going in. So I okay. picked instead of like, sort of like, sometimes I pick little bits out and talk about, I actually just picked two really long bits. So let's just, okay. We need to settle in for a minute. Okay. okay. All right. Sounds good. I brace myself over her and give her a wild kiss. She bites my lip and I moan. You little minx. I kiss my way down her body again, pausing to fondle and kiss her breasts again. I keep going down the gentle slope of her stomach until I can inhale the sweet scent of her pussy. God, she smells good. Can I? I ask as I hook my thumbs into the sides of her panties. 
Please, Bo. Her thighs brush together and she lifts her hips. I can't help but nuzzle the inside of her thighs as she lays bare to me. Her scent. I swear Sam smells like her own special brand of candy. She spreads her thighs apart and I get my first look at her pretty pink pussy. She glistens with wetness. So wet and so mine. The noise she makes is half scream, half moan when I lick her slit. I keep licking and tasting while she pulls at my hair. Her hips grind against my face as she reaches the peak of her orgasm. Come, sweet girl, I lick and finger her at the same time, and she falls apart as I suck on her clit. She comes long and hard, and I'm there for every second of it. Your mom probably should stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm blushing. I, okay. I, okay, I'm going to keep going. She tugs my hair again almost painfully. Good thing I'm not balding or I or I would ha- I wouldn't have any hair left after her grip. Though I'm done. Her voice is sated and I gaze up at her beautiful face. Her cheeks are flushed and that long silky black hair of hers is wild. I know I just like looking at you down at looking at you down there. She glances away from me and blushes. There is no way I'm pretty down there. Baby, you're beautiful down there most beautiful pussy ever. I pull myself up her body and lean down to kiss her so that she can taste herself. We part, breathing hard. It's your turn, Bo. I trace the side of her face with my finger. I don't need anything else to happen tonight, Sam. I just want to be with you. You coming apart beneath me was more than enough. She glances down at the erection, still probing the inside of her thigh. I think your cock would beg to differ. He'll be fine. I want this. I want this to be more than tonight, Sam. We'll have other chances to do more. Her eyes flash with something fierce that I don't recognize. Regret, hurt, I'm not sure. Turn over, Bo, and let me play. Her bossy tone turns me on even more, which I didn't think was possible. I roll over, taking her with me. She sits on top of me, with her legs on either side of my waist. I can feel the the slickness of her arousal against me. I can't help but picture her riding me. She leans down to whisper in my ear, Do you mind if I do something? I waggle my eyebrows. Something kinky? She giggles and her whole face lights up. God, she's so beautiful. A little. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be a big reveal. Um, This is is actually like um, where I actually did want to talk about bully because we have like this Uh sort of, you know, this sort of unexpected, it really surprised me. I was not expecting where this goes next. Um, I like, I was totally like, whoa. And I just was like, I am so here for it. And it's so funny. Like it kind of reminded me, um, the, the last episode that aired was with me and Michelle and she writes, uh, BDSM mafia and, and, um, and she wrote this like doorstop of a book. It's an omnibus. It's like, you know, a full book from the female, uh, mean character's point of view, full book from Mm -hmm. the hero's main point of view. And, um, and you needed to read both to really understand the nuances of the relationship. And this kind of reminded me of that where like, you need both, you need to see where both of the characters are to really understand, um, you know, sort of the, the relationship dynamics, which I thought was super interesting. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like I said, I thought of this scene before I, (laughs) Actually, it was funny because uh, Nisha, you know, my PR girl, she was, I was like, yeah, I really want this to happen. Uh, it, it, this be kind of how the book starts. And she was like, sounds great to be. Let's go with this, you know. <laughs> so I knew, I knew I wanted her to get her, get hers somehow, you know, because 
I, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was a nerd in high school, but I was definitely not a popular gal. Mm. And uh, I loved to read and I was, you know, top of my class, straight A's, and I was just obsessed with school. And um, I, I never got the guy, you know, I really never got the guy. And that's okay, because I got my guy in the end. But it would just be funny to see those guys years later, you know, and uh, kind of have my way with them. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess what sort of I find fascinating about this is like, I remember, I mean, I ultimately ended up going to an all girls uh, private school. So I was spared mm -hmm. um, a lot of the high school bullshit. But mm -hmm. I did spend middle school and one year of high school in public school. And I and I think back to the boys that were all like uber popular and all the girls wanted to date them. And like, mm -hmm. they grow up, they, they really grew up to be losers. Yeah, most of the time they do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not, like ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, yes. and really unattractive, and like, <laughs> oh yes, yes, you know, and the guys that took a little bit longer to mature and everything. Like by the time they're like twenty eight, twenty nine, they're hot. Yes, no, it's it's very true, and it's funny because my so my husband and I have been friends. We were friends when we were eighteen. Uh, we were not. He was not my love interest at all. Did not think of him that way at all. Um, so it took a long time. It was a long journey to mm. figure that one out. But uh, yeah, I the guys that I had crushes on back then, I would probably be like, ugh, now. Yeah. But you know, I Bo is kind of he's he's kind of the dream guy and the fact that you know. He was kind of that popular guy in high school, but he has a soul and he has, he has deep thoughts and he has, you know, he's a good guy underneath it all. Um, and, you know, not all those guys were. It's hard to maintain your head when you have that level of popularity in high school, I think, sometimes, and you kind of become an asshole. But he never became a true asshole. Um, she kind of interpreted things that way. And there is a misunderstanding that you find out about later in the book. And um, so that's, it's kind of what my dream guy would be, I guess. Right. All the, every time I write a guy character, he's like, you know, the kind of guy, you, you know, I dream about. But mm. I, I mean, I try to include, uh, you know, the real life stuff too. Right. It's just, uh, you don't want to make the guy so over the top fantasy that it doesn't seem real. But uh, true, yeah. very true, <laughs> very true. Okay, I'm gonna do the next section, which now okay. we're in Sam's point of view, and this was awesome. Like this is gonna be <laughs> sit back. This is gonna be a little bit. Yeah, this is this is a long one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. basically the whole chapter. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm trying my best to stop shaking. I didn't mean to let everything go this far. I didn't mean to let him go down on me. I didn't mean to orgasm. What the hell am I doing? I glance down at the tie in my hands. I close my eyes and take a deep breath. My body is still turned on and ready for him. I want him more than I want my next breath, but I block out those feelings. I have to. Bo doesn't remember. He doesn't know that there's more to it than just some silly teasing about my height, but I can never forget. I can never forget what he or Lori said when they thought no one was nearby. They laughed at me. To them, I was just some nerdy little Asian girl with a crush on the star football player. Just like my parents, they made me feel small and insignificant. It's the same way I want Bo to feel now. A voice in the back of my head tells me that maybe Bo's changed. Maybe he isn't the same person and that I'm not either. 
You okay, Sam? Like I, like I said, we don't have to do anything. His concerned voice breaks through the fog of my thoughts. I paste on a wicked smile. Yep, all good. Will you see what I've got in store for you? He lays back on the bed. Do your worst, pretty girl. I crawl back on top of him and trace the muscles of his chest with my finger. God, he's handsome. Those twinkling blue eyes and the small dimples when he grins like he is now. And he's big. Everywhere. <laughs> Let's see your hands. He holds his hands out to me. I start wrapping the tie around his wrists. Did you know I was a Girl Scout? I ask haughtily, or at least as haughty as you can be naked and sitting on a man's chest. Really? Bo asks and chuckles. It's hard for me to picture you comfortable in the great outdoors. Oh, honey, I was the best, especially at knots. I wink at him as, as I push his hands up over his head. Luckily, the headboard is decorative and has a swirling pattern with brass that is perfect for wrapping the tie around. Little Samantha Washington has a kink for bondage. Who knew? Do you mind? I asked huskily. Nope, you can be fully encharged. As you can probably feel against your ass, I like it. His heat gaze takes in my naked form sitting atop him. My breasts are small, and I've always been self-conscious about it. But the way he licked and sucked at them, he didn't seem to mind their size at all. The way he's looking at them now says he doesn't find them too small. I give him a quick kiss on his lips and then secure the knot. Is it okay, not painful? He tugs lightly. Nope, I'm good, baby. Do your worst. Oh, I will. I smirk back at him. I want to continue. I want to kiss my way down his body like he did to me. I want to taste him and lick his manhood like a lollipop. Instead, I pat his chest and swing my legs over his waist. This has been fun. I hop off the bed and Bo watches through narrowed eyes. What are you doing? I grab my bra and stuff it in my purse. I wiggle into my dress and look back at the bed. Oh, I'm leaving. I pick up my purse and pull my phone out of it. What do you mean you're leaving? He growls. I shrug my shoulders. This was fun. I grin. At least I had my fun anyway. Sorry we didn't get around to yours. I give his rapidly deflating cock a glance. I turn around. Samantha Washington, get your ass back here. He howls in rage. I turn around and wag my finger. Now, Bo, you don't want someone to come and catch you in this condition. I look down at my phone. Of course, it's getting late, and this is technically Ronnie and Sawyer's room, so they'll help you out of your predicament soon. Ronnie gave me a key to their room earlier so I could change before the wedding. I'm not a monster. I know they'll be back soon. I have my hand on the doorknob when his husky voice stops me in my tracks. Why are you doing this, Sam? Is this still about something dumb I did in high school? Flashes of his hurtful, casual words back then race through my brain. I close my eyes. I meet his enraged gaze when I swing back around. You did more than just something dumb in high school. Revenge is nice, but it's more than that. I want you to feel as small as you made me feel that day. He wrinkles his forehead in confusion. Sam, I swear, I don't know what you're talking about. I tilt my head. I know you don't. And that's kind of sad, I sigh. But what it is, but it is what it is. Have a nice night. Sorry, Ronnie will be seeing you in your birthday suit. Sawyer might kick your ass for that. I twist the doorknob. He yells my name one more time. This time I freeze, but I don't turn around. There's nothing more to say, Bo. Oh, there's lots more, Sam. This isn't over, not by a long shot. I grimace. It never really started. Oh, God. This was like... <laughs> <laughs> kind of everyone's revenge fantasy like oh, you know yeah. humiliate the person <laughs> that's done something to humiliate us you know <laughs> get your own while you're at it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay i'm totally solidly on her side at this point even though i don't know the full story right and i, I feel like more compassion for her you know than him and his predicament and you know right. so i but you know i think what we had talked about earlier with like how readers sort of react to this there, there does seem to be more forgiveness that comes down 
on the the yeah. male side than the female main character side, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. How do they get it? Like, I'm sort of like really curious, like, how do they get over this? Like, this is like, a, this is like humiliating. And it's, it's humiliating, but I think he's got the ego to withstand it. And that's what it comes down to. <laughs> and it's, it's, they, you know, there's later scenes where he, um, you know, he kind of gets why she did what she did. And he's, he's genuinely sorry for some things that he did in the past. You know, it's all about growing up and how much you change. Okay. Um, and he, he gets it. I mean, yeah, it, it's shitty and it's kind of humiliating, but, uh, you know, he 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 said some dumb things when he was younger so <laughs> he gets that maybe he deserves this a little bit okay but, uh, all right yeah it's i mean you know they work it out that's all i'll say they work it out <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well they both they both get theirs in the end you know they're both happy oh okay okay, okay. and you know but in terms of like redemption for for the mm. readers i like how is there something that you have to like you have to make sure to do I mean obviously forgiveness between the characters is like that sort of first step but I do know sometimes you know there's that well I would have never forgiven blah 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 right like so how do you kind of you know negotiate that redemption I think you have to to get them to see the other character in a vulnerable moment that kind of explains their actions which uh Bo kind of sees Sam's vulnerability like really in the next chapter or two like and what she's gone through with her family and it kind of puts things in perspective for him as to why uh she would need the revenge on her part and why she feels the way she does um you know like I said we all have a story in our background that explains our actions you just got to get down to it right and uh I think once he understands her motivations and and why she you know why she is the way she is then you know he he kind of he sees her vulnerability in that and he falls in love with that vulnerability that she doesn't just show to everyone mm. so yeah that's that's kind of where the next few chapters go is kind of saying, okay, uh, you know, this is why Sam is the way that she is. And they go from there. Excellent. Cool. Well, that was pretty awesome. I love that. I don't think that I've had a bully romance on yet, which is sort of interesting. I think that I think it might be my first. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is very, very cool. <laughs> so um, I did want to touch briefly because you have this um, – this, I guess, initiative called the New Romance Cafe. Um, yes. So I was hoping you could like just give me a little bit of Im- give us a little bit of info on that. Okay, I'll try. I'm not one of the organizers of it. Um, the New Romance Cafe has been around, I think, as the New Romance Cafe for about a year and a half, two years. Um, it is a group of authors uh, actually found through Facebook, um, and you can you could just join the new romance cafe, but they have anthologies that they put out for charities. Um, and so they'll put an open call for submissions. Um, and so I did the first, let's see, the first one that was released, uh, that I did was the Ukraine one that was released in, um, was it March? Yeah, it's March. Um, so 
that basically there's oh god the ukraine anthology we ended up with probably over a hundred authors like it was just a, a massive amount of romance authors that kind of all gave you know a short story uh for the uh, for the anthology and then we released it and basically all the proceeds go to save the children for ukraine oh wow! Um, okay. so i was just looking at the totals and it looks like uh Andy Wood, which is one of the organizers, she said that they had donated uh, uh, over $7,000 in uh, twice already. Wow. Yeah, it's made it, it it's really done well. Wow. Um, so that, uh, that was the first one I did. We have a breast cancer one coming out in July that's okay. a friends to lovers theme oh cool um and uh, so i have a friends to lovers story in there which is kind of adapted from my own story since they fall in love with, at a wedding like i did with my husband oh excellent <laughs> and um so that will go towards breast cancer research um we do have a winter contemporary romance coming out that is uh for profit so they do we do some for profit um most are for charity got it um but yeah that so it's just i think for the breast cancer one there'll be about 20 to 25 authors um just with all short stories and it's it's great I, awesome. I love doing it it's it's been a a way to meet authors because you know i'm i'm fairly new at this and right so basically i just met my you know my information and and they let me be a part of it. So I'm very, very lucky that I've gotten to do that. That's um, super cool. Now, how long are the, like, how long are the, are the stories that are in there? <clears throat> so for Ukraine, because we had so many, it was, uh, I think three to 5,000 words. Um, and then for, uh, for the winter contemporary, the stories are going to be longer. So they're going to be like 15 to 30,000 words. Okay. Cause three to five so, is short. Yeah, three to five is short. That's it was, short. Um, yeah, I have to get used to like yeah. writing that short. It's really it's, hard it's, to write that it's short. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It, is, it, it is. is. It's really hard to write that short. Yeah, but. yeah. So, but yeah, I think for July, for the Friends to Lovers, it was also three to five. But yeah, I I had to really, I have to think about those when I do it short yeah. and how to, you kind of have to cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah. So, so Harper, um, apart from TikTok, where can readers, where do you hang out on the internet? Where can readers find you? Um, I'm on Instagram, author Harper Michaels. Um, that Instagram was where I first kind of like got a little bit of an audience. Um, it's, it's easier for me to use. Yeah, I prefer Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I have my Facebook page, author Harper Michaels, too. That's also on there. And then I am, I'm on TikTok. I have, I have, uh, so what I do like to do, I, I'm not good at creating videos myself, but I do like to make little trailers for my books. Oh, cool. So those, so those are on there. Okay. Uh, so they're on TikTok. So author Harper Michaels, and then hopefully Jess will be putting some, uh, page flips on there later. Okay. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out how to do right now. I'm, uh, planning on changing uh my covers to a little bit 
sexier. So we're going to have those released probably in the next few months too. Because I was told that sex sells. And, uh, so I need yeah. to make sexier. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, need the, the, you need the hot dude on the cover. You need a little man chest. I know. <laughs> you need a little man chest. I know. I know. I went to author signing in uh, Tampa last weekend. And um, yeah, that was the advice I got from the other authors. Yeah. That I need to. Uh, so I'm going to try to put couples on my, need to my covers. Zhuzh it up a bit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Harper, thank you so much for uh, for joining us, and all that co- the contact details, the links, and all that will be in the show notes, so people uh, can find you easily. Yes, thank you so much. Oh, it was. I enjoyed this. It, it was fun. It was super fun. It was really great to talk to you. You too. Harper was so much fun to talk to and I loved her steamy scene I hope you did too thanks so much for listening if you could do me a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give a lovely five star rating and maybe a little review I would really appreciate it like reviews and ratings on books it helps with podcast discoverability next time I'm joined by the queen of Christmas romance Samantha Chase Um, she's a twofer she's coming back We talk about why the holidays seem tailor-made for love, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening.